Hey, what's up, everybody? Everybody. <clears throat> so this podcast, uh, I'm going to talk about traveling. And, um, well, this is going to be my first one on my cell phone. The other ones I've been doing on my iPad. And I'm actually walking around outside right now in my front yard, away from the Wi-Fi. So I'm going to try that as well, how it works outside of the Wi-Fi. And, well, I mean, maybe not. But I still actually get some Wi-Fi signal here. But I, I hadn't tried it on my cell phone, and my brother and my friend, and they've already used their cell phone. So I wanted to see how it worked on this one, if it really went for the full hour, and then if it worked outside of the Wi-Fi. Um, as I said, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just on my cell phone outside of my house. It may or may not cut out. Hopefully it doesn't, but I'm going to get to uh, traveling around a... I ran a... Uh, a survey on on the tweet if uh what you guys wanted to hit here it was i think it was the choice between music traveling sports again or something else and i think i got 10 votes on traveling and a couple on the ufc fights coming up with uh conor mcgregor and khabib but before i don't have to get back to the ufc like i said this is one of the things i'm going to talk about uh, so just hang your, hang tight. I got I got a lot to say about Connor and Ronda and some of the stars that Dana White has pushed. And to me, they just are trash. Connor's trash. Let me just throw that out there before we get into the traveling. Connor's fucking trash. Um, he's been trash, and he continues to be trash. And I don't know why he gets attention the way he does, but whatever. Anyways, this one's going to be about traveling. Um, I myself, uh, like I said, I'm in my 30s now. I never I never was married, was engaged before. A uh, couple of close calls with kids, you know, a couple of girls pregnant. Uh, or, you know, were late a month or two or three and then it just didn't pan out. Uh, I never got my ex that I was engaged with pregnant. But, I mean... She really wanted to, and I didn't. And Well, I mean, not that I didn't, but it just didn't happen. But that has afforded me now, in my older age, to, in the, in the last several years, I think it's been about six, seven years now that I've gone, um, traveled, not abroad, not, you know, not like, out of the country. And, well... Yeah, in the last several years, the last decade, I haven't gotten out of the country. The home country being the United States. I haven't gone out of the United States borders. But in the last 10 years or so, I've gone everywhere from... And it's a usual habit of mine now that, like I said, the last several years, I've gone up north to San Francisco. Uh, I stayed... Before I was staying in NorCal area up in Pleasanton and Dublin, I think I stayed there two or three years in a row. And that was partly due to because it was always like kind of on the cusp of being a last minute affair where I like I wanted to go. I just didn't have the money, but I knew I was going to go. And even if I just went for a few days, like two days, I was just going to run up there, grab a hotel, be up there a day, check out and just remain there the day and then leave come back usually i would drive but um 
the last three or four years, I've actually stayed in what I would consider is the heart of San Francisco. Uh, I've been staying at this little place called Casa Loma, which is in the Lower Height. I think it's Lower Height. Forgive me if I don't know the exact terminology. It's either Lower Height or Lower Height area of San Francisco. It's this place called Casa Loma, which is on the... I believe on the corner of Fell and... Uh, I don't know the, the cross street off the top of my head. But I, I know how to get there now that I've gone. Like I said, I've gone four years in a row. And I've been there in four years. This year, however, I'm traveling up uh, late September. But I will not be staying at Casaloma Hotel. Simply because of the duration I'm there. They have... I'm going to be up there for five nights. Uh, six days. Almost a week. They're not going to have the room that I want the entire time. I could be there for like three days and I have to disappear for two days. Or I could be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I can't be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. So this year is the first year that I'm going to go. And I'm not going to stay at that exact place in San Francisco. In the heart of it. But nonetheless, I looked around and called around. And I finally got another place. Uh, off of Mission Street in uh, near it's near the it's on Mission Street. Uh. Wow, wow, that burp came out of nowhere. It's off of Mission Street, and I believe um, I don't know, but and it's called Twin Peaks Hotel. So I'm gonna try it there this year, see how it goes. Uh, hopefully it's um, hopefully it's as accommodating as what I'm used to. Uh, I'm not myself too picky of a dude about the hotels. I know I understand if I was to be going on a business trip or maybe with my family. Yes, okay. If I have to accommodate more than just myself, I could see things being an issue as far as, you know, Shared bathrooms, um, the kind of, you know, amenities that the room's got, Wi-Fi, things of that nature. Most SF has things to accommodate you. Um, Casa Luma has Wi-Fi. They actually have, a, they actually have a nice setup. The only knock I got against that particular hotel, they don't have an elevator. So if you're up on the fifth floor and you're drunk, guess what? You got to hike up those stairs. And when you're drunk, as I've been raging the last couple of years, when you're drunk and you got to hike up five flights of stairs, it's not, it's dizzying to say the least. But that's the only knock again I got against Casa Loma Hotel. And I can understand if you're hiking up there with your family, you don't want to do a shared bathroom. You don't want to hike up stairs. You don't want to, you know, do that song and dance. So I couldn't see that being a problem. But for me, as a single dude, rolling up there with a friend or two, rolling up there with the, you know, just somebody in tow, just one person that they could say, hey, you know what? Hike these stairs and don't be a bitch, you know. You, you know, so, I mean, like that, it's doable. And like I said, the place I'm going to go to, I don't really know 
what floor I'm staying. I don't really know how their setup is. I don't really know. But, I mean, I'm going to find out. And, and But San Francisco, most of the places are pretty accommodating. A lot of them got breakfast in the morning. Casaloma's got coffee on deck 24-7. Somebody at the front desk 24-7, which I'm pretty sure is at any hotel. But they do one better. They got coffee. They got candies. They got cookies. Maps. It could help you with your bag if you need it. And that's pretty much um, their deal. And I, and I really love, like I said, I really like their deal. Just they didn't have, they couldn't accommodate the days I was going to go this year. But yeah, I've traveled to San Francisco a lot these last couple of years. I, like I said, I'm a Raiders fan. So and I know that's kind of a thing. Like, why do you stay in San Francisco versus staying in Oakland? If you're an, an Oakland Raider fan, it's just simple to me. I get that, like, wow, like, you don't stay in Oakland. I do visit and travel Oakland a lot. Uh, I'm there practically an entire day of my vacation when I do go. To me, it's just a different scenario. You know, I don't know when people go traveling, like, what... I've got what I like to do down to almost a T. Uh, for instance, let me run you by my trip. Uh, my birthday is in that time frame I'm going and it usually is usually it's a couple days before a couple days after when I'm up there I want to fucking party fucking party hard um not to say you can't do that in Oakland but San Francisco's got just that much more bars they got that much more titties they've got that much more action they got that much more oomph to it uh shout out to uh the Condor Club uh, taking care of me the last two or three years as well. Uh, I love I love the Condor Club, man. If you guys don't know, uh, look it up. It's absolutely amazing. Having I haven't I've had an amazing time there. Uh, watching UFC fights, watching World Series, um, World Series games. You know, just whatever the case may be, the Condor Club is lit, and that's something that Oakland doesn't have. And then um, San Francisco is just, they're not even a party town. They're not going to front as there's some Las Vegas party town. But there's a bar, there's a club, literally one on top of another. You hit, and it's all over the place. You know, whether you're talking the financial district, whether you're talking, you know, the Castro, whether you're talking uh, Soma, whether you're talking... Fisherman's Wharf, whether you're talking Knob Hill, whether you're talking Russian Hill, it don't matter where you're talking, uh, there's a fucking bar, there's something somewhere for you to do, there's shit everywhere, and there's food, like, everywhere you go too, it's like, wow, like, hey, there's a, all this food, there's German food, there's fusion food, there's Mexican food, there's Italian food, there's this, there's that, I mean, San Francisco's pretty lit, so... My like I said, I go. My goal is to rage. Um, this year I may not go to rage because I'm haven't been drinking that much. This year, I've, hardly at all, actually. So I may not actually go up there to rage. I may actually go up there to actually sightsee this time and not just fucking be a total uh, hungover waste trying to recover eating 
brunch at like three o'clock in the afternoon, try not to throw up my guts. That may be something I do. Uh, is actually sightsee. I want to walk actually to Golden Gate Park. Um, I'd actually like to ride the bar back and forth to um, to Oakland. That way, I don't have to drive to Oakland when I go to the game. Um, I don't have to drive my car. I could just ride a train there and back. Sounds pretty simple enough. I don't know how simple it actually is, but whatever. But that's that's San Francisco for me. Uh, been, like I said, I've been up there a lot. I've got almost a detailed map of where shit is there. You know, whether you're tracking down Gary Avenue. Um, I know how to get to Fisherman's Wharf, like the back of my hand. Uh, I love Union Square. Uh, Union Square is fun. There's just stuff there. Um, Soma. The only place I haven't really explored is Daly City and Pacifica in that area. But I, shit happening over there from what I'm, what I understand. Uh, and then the Presidio area. I don't even if I'm saying Presidio area. I haven't explored that. But there's not much there either other than a giant-ass park. But besides that, yeah. That, I've been to San Francisco that many times in the last couple of years. Uh, I've had a blast. Um, and I'm going to go back up there again this year. Like I said, I'll probably live stream something on Facebook or Snap. Or whatever. Whatever. You know, however I'm going to do it, I'm going to record my trip there because I'm not going to be a complete drunk fucking mess as I have been in the past. Um, But traveling, yeah, I mean, two years ago or three years ago, I don't know when it was, I went down to San Diego for four or five days. You know, San Diego, California, I did. I seen a lot and I I really liked San Diego. I like how clean it was. Um... Little antique-ish, but that was okay. It's really up to you, up to you what you like as far as you know your style, your preference. But it's San Diego's got a lot of good qualities to it. I love that you know the gas lamp quarter. Um, I loved. I pretty much love. I loved the entire time I was in San Diego. It was pretty much. You know, I didn't go to the zoo. I didn't go to SeaWorld. Not that I would go to the zoo or SeaWorld. But I could have. I just didn't. Uh, this is in close proximity. Went to the Coronado Bridge. Uh, and I actually went for New Year's. So I got to see the fireworks there. Hung out. Stayed up to midnight. Chilled. Relaxed. Uh, I love San Diego. It's actually fairly close to go to and hang uh from where i live it's about hour and a half hour 45 minutes and like i said i got nothing against san diego other than i don't like their teams but the one thing i really wanted to do and i really want to do i want to go to san diego comic con uh i want to make that something i do in here in the next couple years because seemingly it looks like you have a fucking blast if you're a geek of any sort, a nerd of any sort, there's shit everywhere to buy, things to do, pictures to take. And in that area, I don't know if anybody knows where San Diego, where the comic Comic Con is and the convention center down there, but that area right there is lit. Um, like I said, that's right on top of the gas lamp quarter. It's right on top of 
pretty much downtown San Diego. Petco Park is right there. So if you go down there and go to Comic-Con one day, I'd love to time it up and see the Dodgers down there playing, you know, the Padres, you know. And then Petco Park, because it's Petco, they do have bring your pets to the park days. It'd be kind of dope to take my dog. Or, you know, if you have a cat or something, you know, roll up in there with your animal. Just chill, watch a baseball game, you know. Obviously, timing it up to be the most lit event of the year to have the Dodgers play down there, Comic Con, and then just be there. It's a little effort, but it can be doable. And for me, if I need to come back up, like, oh man, we gotta go get this done, I gotta go get a check. Like, it ain't nothing to get up at five in the morning drive up to where I live and handle some business and head back, be back by 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning. You know, and just go about your day. I mean, obviously you don't want to do that, but you can do it. You know, it's not like you're going completely way far out the way. But, you know, I've been to San Diego. I really liked it. Uh, Old Town is really nice too. Uh, As a matter of fact, when I was down there just recently, a couple weeks ago, uh, I had seen that they do ghost tours in Old Town, and that's something I really want to like. I'm really like, I'm really hoping I have a bay or somebody to do some of this shit that I want to do with. But if not, I'll do it my fucking self. Um, bay or no bay, you know, girlfriend or no girlfriend, or fucking a lover or not. I mean, I do shit anyways by myself. If I'm gonna do a ghost tour, ain't no better way to do it than doing it all by your fucking self and getting freaked out. In the dark, nobody to talk to, you know, live, feel it. I want to feel some shit. I want somebody to touch me, you know. But, you know, okay. That's San Diego. Um, like I said, you know, Hillcrest is lit too. Uh, North Park. Uh, North County. I haven't been to Oceanside and Sanitas in a cool minute. But, you know, everybody says it's kind of cool down there. And I'd like to go you know roam around give it a couple weeks but you know that's that place uh las vegas you know as far as my traveling goes i've been to vegas Ooh, i used to go to vegas a lot when i was a kid uh my parentals mom and dad always took us to vegas it was you know we actually used to do a lot of vegasy stuff um as far as like Staying at the hotels. You know, my favorite when I was growing up happened to be um, the Excalibur. You know, we're jumping to Vegas real quick. The Excalibur Hotel to me was, like I said, it's a nerd thing. So they had the dude, they had Merlin chilling up in the tower. I mean, there was no, there was nothing harder than that. I mean, I was like, I always wanted to go to the Excalibur. Uh, and then just being a, uh, in Vegas, anybody knows now, they have a giant fucking arcade. The Excalibur's got a badass arcade. I think it's two or three levels of arcade. And then there's like the floor. They have laser tag. They have everything you can want in a, in a damn arcade, you know. You know, they have all the newest games. They have all the, the race car games. Air hockey. The ones where you have to play to get tokens. And, you know, you can cash those tokens in for prizes. That's kind of cool still. I mean, I know a lot of places moving away from that sort of stuff. But Excalibur's dope. Um, 
back in the other days the luxor was brand new the luxor was dope i wanted to stay there too because mummies and stuff you know the mummies were lit the movies the mummy the mummy returns were lit when i was growing up you know the luxor wow like it was dope the mgm grand you know was dope now it seems like vegas coming up now vegas is more about the glamour and glitz of things you know it's not so much about gambling so you got your hotels like the aria uh, the Venetian, um, Bellagio, you know, the high-end hotels that are really, really accommodate you. And I'm not a fan. Like I said, I'm just one single dude doing one single dude things. As long as I got a bed, air conditioning, and I can take a shit in peace, the hotel's gonna get fired. So it's not it really. It's really hard to get three stars i mean they really have, they'd really have to fuck some shit up they'd really have to like you know fuck up my shit royally for me to be pissed off but that's the kind of guy i am so the hotels really don't impress me however i've stayed at caesar's palace and caesar's palace is an older an oldie but goodie but boy is it a goodie man tell you what <clears throat> If you haven't been into Caesar's Palace, Caesar's Palace to stay, I highly recommend it. And, and yo, Caesar's, if you ever come across this, hook a boy up, man. You know, I, I've been to your buffet like twice. Your shit is banging. And I got nothing but good shit to say about your hotel. Uh, their rooms, their rooms actually changed my life. Um, Caesar's Palace actually, it changed my life in a way where I was... The first time I, I we used to go to Vegas when we were kids, you know, me and my bro and my family, mom, dad, and you know, everybody. We went when we were younger. Uh, as we got older, high school, you know, out of high school, I started getting a car, I had to work. Vegas kind of dipped off. That wasn't something we did anymore as a family as much. Um, we traveled abroad in those years, you know, it'd be like a one once a year thing instead of going to Vegas. We went. I went several years without going to Vegas, and I going back to two thousand eight to two thousand and twelve. Those years weren't hot for the money, so I didn't couldn't afford to go to Vegas. So it wasn't until about four or five years ago that I actually booked a trip of my own. You know, I'm thirty two now. It wasn't until about four or five years ago where I booked a trip of my own, and I actually was like, okay, I'm gonna look for the best price at the best hotel I can possibly fucking get every room in vegas starts at like 89.99 it's about 100 bucks a night but if you book far enough in advance and you get all the little secret deals that you can possibly get and you hit them at the right time you can get caesar's palace rooms for like a buck 25 a night if you're staying three nights you know spend that extra little 30 40 bucks a night and, and lock yourself up in one of the rooms and i'm gonna tell you why it changed me you know growing up you don't give a fuck what you sleep on and i was one of those people as long as i had a blanket and my pillow and my whole body pillow that i could just throw my leg over and you know do my d just fucking fall asleep the beds didn't really bother me um, as you get older, as everybody knows, you get older, sleep becomes one of those things where, and as now, I mean, I got to go to bed every night about 10 o'clock because I wake up at 3, 3.34, four, 
And if I, you know, it's just, it's hard to reboot your system if you go to bed any later. And you wake up that early, you just feel a little bit like, ah, like you're out of it. But, like I said, Caesar's Palace changed my life. I slept in their beds. Boy, you know, I would, I don't know, they got the plushest of fucking beds that you could possibly imagine, man. Fucking plush. Them shits are righteous. Now, I'm not saying other hotels don't have them banging ass beds. But I had never slept on a fucking bed of such high quality. When I stayed at the three nights, I had undisturbed eight, seven to eight to nine hours of sleep. We would go to bed at nine, eight, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock because we were out late. But I get those seven, eight or nine hours, wake up fucking like the Energizer Bunny. I could fucking... I hopped out of bed and I could shower and just fucking roll. I mean, it was a full like, yo, like my body is not in pain. My neck doesn't have a little kink. Uh, you know, the hot, warm shower when it hits your back, you know, it kind of like eases up those muscles. You shower real quick if you don't got no body pain. Uh, that room was chilled down to a like 68 degrees. It was chilled. So all I did was lay in this comfortable bed, throw a blanket over, and just fucking, I was out. I got the full eight hours of sleep, man. It was golden. Like I said, they changed my life because after that, coming home, my body told me, yo, you get a fucking bed or we're not doing this shit. You're going to be in pain. And sure enough, eventually this year, I broke down and finally I had to get a bed, man. My body was just rejecting what I was sleeping on just it was just like no you're not doing this you're not doing this to us and sure enough I mean it was no my body was not allowing me to sleep I was waking up every day fucking angry fucking it wasn't it was a lack of sleep I didn't that's I got into the habit of not setting an alarm because I mean I would be up because it would be tossing and turning but that's that's my experience with Caesars Palace. Like I said, you could probably get that at any other high-end hotel. And I'm pretty sure even the low-end hotels have really good beds. But, you know, as you get older, you do things different. I mean, I'm not a big gambler. So Vegas, to me, is more attractive. I'm more attracted to their food. Um, and I said, the Caesars Palace Buffet? Holy shit. Holy shit, bro. I'm not sure what's the name of it right off the top of my head, but if you if anybody knows the Caesar Palace buffet, shit's expensive. I mean it's like 60, 70 bucks a person to get in that bitch, but there's a big fucking but. If you want I mean it's not I in you I hate to say that it's a buffet cuz it's not a fucking buffet. It's a fucking experience. It's a goddamn experience. I mean, I can't begin to describe to you. It's almost like if you go to a high-end restaurant, but in a buffet setting, where you get high-end fucking food. And and I'm not talking this Golden Corral, this fucking hometown buffet, this fucking Sizzler's buffet bullshit that they're charging you 15 bucks a plate and you're getting dog food. No. They're making mashed potatoes. They're making homemade mashed potatoes. Gallons of it. Serving it to you. Like if your mom made it for you. 
uh, all their meat, bro. You want to wait five minutes for uh, your own piece of a prime rib? You wait. You want some high-end seafood? You want some handcrafted sushi? You want your banging uh, Chinese food? I mean, bro. Their buffet food blows away some restaurants food and then it's a buffet so you want to eat four plates of authentic ass sushi you can fill up four plates of sushi you could i mean it's totally worth it if you go in there and spend the 60 bucks or whatever it is 70 bucks a person uh you could easily eat that just in the meat you could easily get like four steaks and it, that you know a good quality steak at a quality steakhouse is going to run you 50 bucks you could get you could get a 200 hundred dollar meal for 50 60 bucks like I said, you can't fuck with it. They're, they're and then the sir, and then yeah, the service is banging, dude. You, they actually bring your water. There's actually a server like that controls like maybe five little tables, so it's not like one server for like twenty. It's not like they're understaffed. They're staffed. Uh, they're running around picking up plates like you wouldn't believe. And I can I, I can go on and on all day about their buffet, but. Their fucking buffet is fucking righteous, man. I mean, it's, I've been there twice, and both times, like, I took my mom and my nephew, and we just, like, since then, too, I haven't been to a buffet that has been worth the damn. I tried Golden Corral. I didn't necessarily like it. I thought it was okay. Uh, but, I mean, it was, it's hard to compare when you've had that kind of a buffet, and you're like, holy shit, this is like real food at a buffet. And then it's high end and the service is fucking on par. The service is immaculate, man. And then the, you're sitting in like... Your chairs are like, I don't know what you guys call them. They're like low boy recliners almost. And you just can like melt into the chair too. Like you're sitting there like your body doesn't hate you for sitting in that chair either. That's a whole other thing. Like, holy shit, the fucking chair to the table you're sitting at is even high end like holy shit so you know and then you have your assortment of sweets too and they fly in gelato from certain places and you know it's just a whole it's the whole works but that's my experience with vegas um i haven't been in like two years i wanted to go this year just things i when i looked into it I couldn't get a fucking room for anything cheaper than like eight, nine hundred bucks. And then my nephew had summer school and then just, you know, it's hard to once you start thinking like, dang, pick a day. It's hard to start thinking about when you could take off work, when you can't take off work. You know, it's just one of those things. And, you know, it's hard to pull the triggers. And I didn't pull the trigger when I should have. And so obviously I didn't book a room and now it's too late. Now I have to wait maybe till next year. Maybe I'm going to go through, roll up through, through during Christmas. Who knows? Uh, but that's my Vegas. I mean, I love the town. Uh, I actually like Lake Mead a lot. You can just roll up in your car and just go swimming. Uh, but moving on past Vegas, I got to say New York. Let me land on New York, man. New York is fucking wild, too. I mean, like I said, thank God... I went in my adult days because New York is just wow. I mean, you talk about, you know, you could talk 
a lot about LA. You could talk a lot. I could talk a lot about San Francisco. I could talk a lot about a bunch of other cities. But you know what, man? New York, the Big Apple, man. Uh, I'll tell you straight up right now, like, it's high on my priority to get my fucking ass back over there. It's really high. I mean, I'm a West Coast dude, as I said. New York, man. I mean, you see it in the movies. New York hype. The full hype machine that is New York. Um, it, it, they they hype themselves up, but they, I don't even think they need it, man. Let me tell you. I went two years ago now. During, you know, what is my downtime in my season. I went... I believe on like the 21st of December till the 29th of December just before New Year's or something along those lines. I was out there for a week. I tell you, the, the town is a blur. I, mean, I don't know if anybody that I know that has personally gone there and, and done the things that I've done, but anybody will tell you that goes to New York, it's a fucking blur. I mean, it, like, just like San Francisco, just like L.A., just like any other big city, there is just literally bars and food and people and shit to do literally stacked on top of each other. Like, there's literally not a dull moment. You know, the city that never sleeps, it, it, it's true. I mean, they don't, they don't, there's no, there's not a goddamn there's not a down moment in the in the state. I mean, or in Manhattan anyways. But let me tell you, I flew in. Like I said, I went in and around the holidays. So I had, you know, I got the full experience, man. I really wish I would have stayed for New Year's. I would have done the whole ball drop, but I didn't. Because uh, I would end up having to stay for a few more days. And just, you know, the, for where I was staying was only supposed to be for a week. Because my homie dipped out of town and I was just going to take over his room for the week that he was on. And that's how I came up there. But let me tell you about my trip there. Oh, I loved it. I gave New York an 11 out of 10 stars. Uh, like I said, after seeing everything, I had never been. It's one of those things, man. I mean, I grew up in the generation, you know, September 11th happened. Uh, I was in high school. I don't know what grade I was in. I graduated 2003, so I'm assuming I was a junior or sophomore in high school. I watched it. I mean, who did? Who hasn't seen something about 9/11 now? Uh, but after seeing it, you, you know, in September 11th is one of those things where you see it on TV, but you kind of can't grasp it. You know, September 11th almost was like a crazy. Uh, action movie that you see in the movies, you know, Fast and the Furious style, but it was real, like, you know. So, flying in there, you know, I ended up staying in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I don't know if anybody knows where that is, but it's, I don't know if it's northern, the northest, most northern side of Brooklyn, but it's a really nice area. Um, over there off of Bedford in 6, I think it was, or Barry in 6. But Bedford is right there. It was like a block away from where I was at. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk about... I landed there midnight. Got to my room. 
four or five in the morning. I mean, it was just had to track down the room and didn't know where to stay and this and that and the other thing. Uh, it was a little, a little bit of an excitement getting there. But once I settled in, the first day, uh, I did the most bullshitting I could have ever done was I walked. I walked across the Williamsburg Bridge into Manhattan from Williamsburg, Brooklyn. I walked across the Williamsburg Bridge. I actually walked down downtown Williamsburg on Bedford and I walked across Williamsburg Bridge. And, you know, from there you I landed in Manhattan. I don't know where exactly it lands in. I can't tell you exactly 100%. But I landed in there, and I just knew I, the first thing I wanted to do was go see where the trade towers were, where the pools were. You know, I wanted to see that area with my own eyes. Um, like I said, that was one of the most things that I just had. You have to do uh, when you get to New York. I mean, it's it, you know anybody my age. I wouldn't say anybody from their twenties to. And upwards now it's one of those things where you got to kind of see you know that area you got to visit the youngins coming up maybe not might be kind of boring for them maybe as they get older like oh who wants to go look at a giant hole in the ground like it's not interesting but for me you know there's a lot of mystique about it, a lot of you know conspiracy theories i mean it's just the, the whole it's a whole experience now i mean going there Watching, you know, watching how, you know, watching it on TV over and over growing up, seeing it, you know, <clears throat> you know, so I, I had to go. So that's where I started off walking. And I, like I said, I walked across Williamsburg Bridge. Uh, and I just, just so happened to just like walk through uh, little, little Italy. I walked through... Little China. Um, yeah, I mean, it's... You talk, you talk about there's something to do at every corner and every place. New York is lit, man. There's, like, not... Manhattan is lit. There's not a dull area, like, down anywhere. That for I, what I could see... Just literally, there's... I mean, it's... It's it's not for the faint of heart. Let me tell you that. I mean, it's... It's a non-stop go. And I, and like I said, I was down there. I walked. I went to go see the pools. Um, like I said, I'm walking. and refused to take the subway because I didn't want to be on the subs. Trying to, you know, missing shit. You know, you miss things when you are down there and you pop up. And I mean, most New Yorkers don't really give a shit because they live there. As well as any other person in any other big city. Like, oh, I'm not missing shit on that street at this time of the year. There ain't shit going on. They have their favorite bars. They don't really want to see other bars. They don't really want to see other places. But if you've never been, you kind of do want to see, like, you want to absorb it. You don't want to just be trapped in a room or trapped in a sub the entire time. As I walked around and walked through Tribeca, walked all the way up from the pools down there all the way up to Times Square. Um... On foot, mind you. I'm, by the time I get to Times Square, I mean, it's already like 10, 11 o'clock at night. I get there and it's just like Vegas, man. Times Square. And I'm not sure if Vegas copied their idea or 
or Times Square had always been like that. But to me, it looks just like Vegas. I mean, it's crazy. I got up on the little red stairs. I actually have pictures of it. I've got video of it. I did that. And I actually liked it, man. I mean, it's being in Times Square is lit. I mean, it's totally lit. Um, fantastic area. Uh, from there, you know, I knew I had to get back to where I was needed to be. So I decided to, yes, figure out the goddamn trains at like midnight. My first night there, like, like an idiot, I didn't try to figure it out earlier. But, you know, thank God for Google. Thank God for, they announced, I mean, it's not that hard. Once you get on the subways, you figure out. Um, when I was down there, I had to get on the L train. I'm fucking familiar with the L train now. Uh, in the 6. The 6 to me is like... That goes up on one side of the Manhattan. Like up and down, like straight up and down. And that pretty much takes you everywhere. Uh, I didn't fuck with the A train too much or the M train. Or any of the other trains. But yeah, the L train and the 6 train were my main two trains down there. The transportation. And that... Basically, all you got to get is to Grand, you know, Central, Grand Central Station. And the L train would take me into where I needed to go. But, okay, so, yeah, my trip there was lit, man. I love New York. Um, like I said, I, to me, it's all about the rage. It's all about the food. It's all about the party lifestyle. Let me tell you, I mean, Vegas is a party town, but so is fucking New York. Uh, so is LA and so is San Francisco, but New York, New York, man, the bars don't close until 4 a.m. And you can get food afterwards and shit is open 4 or 5 a.m. Just like Vegas. I mean, Vegas, you could rage. Vegas is a different beast, though. Vegas, because you're not outside, actually, because of the goddamn heat. New York is different in the aspect where people are walking and people are going, people are taking subways. You know, you're not. There's just stuff everywhere, so you're going to go where you want to go, hop on a train, and it's just like, okay, well, when, you, when you're when you done raging at 5 or 6 the morning, there's fucking people going to work, and there's people bumping into you like, hey, get the hell out of my way because I'm getting late. I'm running late a little bit. Like, move your ass. Like, it's just fucking trippy, man. I mean, it, it's one of those things like Vegas is all... It's almost pure party, and you don't really see the behind-the-scenes people getting to work. People drive cars. People not outside walking around like how you would kind of think about walking around in Las Vegas. Uh, but people walking around at those hours, I mean, and then the trash trucks, everything starts up at 7. So by the time you're home, you know, if you got, a, like, a 30-minute train ride, you stop drinking at 4, you get something to eat, you're getting, you're getting to where you got to go at about 6 o'clock in the morning... There's construction people, there's bankers, there's people, you know, on the train, like, ready to go to work while you're puking your guts up on the train. Now, I didn't puke my guts up, but every day when I was there, I was getting home at 6 a.m. Or getting to where I was staying at about 6 a.m. And I was just fucking die. I would die. Like, I drank so much. Like, the bars didn't close to 4 I'm an L.A. boy, so everything closes up at about 2. So at midnight, you know, you're raging hard midnight, 1 o'clock. But this is the time at midnight, 1 o'clock, 
in the morning, New York time, the bars are like fucking empty. They're like, there ain't shit going on in those hours. Motherfuckers don't roll in until like 2 a.m. And then they want to fucking rage. Two in the morning. Two in the morning and trying to turn up. And then they rage just like anywhere else until the last second, until the last call at 1.55 a.m. Like, get your last drink because we're going to throw your ass out. Um, so, yeah, you get every, you go, you go get home at 6 a.m., drunk as shit. You know, 5.30 in the morning, drunk as fuck. You know, if you're hooked up with somebody at the bar, and I, you know, I'm not going to talk about what I did there, but, you know, could you imagine partying hard, dancing, and then trying to go home and fuck somebody at, like, yeah, about the last six in the morning, like, like, holy shit. Like I said, it's a different beast over there. Like, in Vegas, is the same beast, but different, different animal, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, I mean, New York is fucking nuts. Uh, I did, I, I need to go back, because there's so much shit I missed. I uh, visited Madison Square Gardens. I went up the Empire State Building, which I'll never forget, man. That was one of the highlights. One of the best things I did while I was there was track up the Empire State Building, go up on their observatory decks, um, and just look at Manhattan with your own eyes. You know, in the Avengers, they kind of show New York at that that sky angle, where they, and you've all everybody's seen pictures of New York like that. But to see it with your own eyes, take pictures of it, selfies. I mean, it's just a whole like I said, it's just a whole other thing. It's worth. I think it's like twenty bucks to go up there. And literally all they do is you just take an elevator up there, you walk up there, and then it's like, okay, well, there's nothing else to do. Get your ass gone. But, I mean, it's so fucking fun. Um, yeah, man. I, I went up to the One World Trade, which was excellent, too. I actually loved it, man. Uh, got up to, I think they let you up to the 80th floors, which is actually really fucking scary because if anybody knows about the level that the fucking planes hit somewhere in those levels man I mean it's just just what it is uh, but yeah I went up to One World Trade I did the Grand Central Station or the terminal down there that was a blast um, like I said I want to go back and explore Coney Island I want to go back and do oh man there's just so much stuff uh, I want to explore more of Brooklyn I didn't see any of Queens uh, the Bronx, I did not see. I want to see where the Yankees play. I'd actually really like to go to the Yankees game, but you know they don't play. They don't. I want to go again during the Christmas, uh, the holidays, and there's no um, baseball at the Yankee Stadium. I would have to go to watch the New York Jets or Giants, but they're not actually in. New York, they're actually in New Jersey, which is not a not a bad thing, but it's not Manhattan. The Meadowlands is in Jersey. Jersey is on the other side of the the river they got right there, the Hudson River. But okay, uh, I did Rockefeller Center, and I did Rockefeller Center just like they did on Home Alone Two, where. Kevin is right there standing next to the biggest fucking Christmas tree you've ever fucking seen. Uh, motherfucker's like 50 feet tall, I swear to God. It is fucking huge. Um, I did it just because I was corny and cliche. Uh, 
just one of those things I fucking... Well, as a matter of fact, I went over there at midnight on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, it was actually. And I patched a call over to my family. And I don't know if I was just on speakerphone or where it was. Or maybe I FaceTimed them, but I was showing them where I was at. It was 9 o'clock our time, which everybody was kind of like excited for. And that was kind of cool, man. I mean... I was away from my family, um, and it just, you know, it's just what it is. Um, not to get emotional, but I mean, it was, it was kind of, it was kind of awe-inspiring for me, like, like, wow, I'm really doing this thing, I'm like, at Christmas time, you know, being here, like, this is one of those things that you're not gonna, I'll never forget, that's just how I'm gonna put it. Um, I was, like I said, I would have loved and I deeply regret not doing the ball drop uh, down there in Times Square. And I know everybody talks so much shit about it now that I've, like, really, like, it's within grasp of doing. Nobody nobody wants to do it um, because of you got to get there at 7 or 8 in the morning and then you can't go to the bathrooms and you can't move your spot and just stand there all day. And I'm like, well, bro, like... It's one fucking day. Like, take your lady, take a camera, you know, a disposable one. Take a bunch of pictures. I mean, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing you're going to do just how you would do it if it was your wedding. You know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You could do it. I mean, like I said, these are one, that's another thing. If I had a bay, I would would love to do, but I don't have a bae. Uh, the girl I like is, I don't know, we're slowly fading away to zero so i mean who knows and i'll let you guys know when that ever whenever it is i do get a pay but anyways uh i went and took a boat ride to go see and i really want to go walk up the not the empire state the statue of liberty ellis ellis island and all that i did a boat ride they take you to me it's within like a quarter mile of the thing a couple hundred feet um I got the picture. I got to see, you know, Statue of Liberty up close. Statue of Liberty is one of those things. It's propaganda or not. I mean, people, to me, it's like one of the wonders of the world. Like, that's just, it's just a big-ass statue of a lady out in almost, like, the middle of nowhere. Like, you can you can get, you can walk it, and I really want to walk it. But I got onto the boat ride to go over there, and, um, yeah, I, I loved it. Um... There's a scene in Men in Black where, part one, where Tommy Lee Jones asks um, Will Smith, or I think Will Smith asked him, is it worth it? You know, and Tommy Lee Jones kind of says no, or I don't know what he says, but he asks him, is it worth it? He's sitting on a bench down there. That bench, that area is called Battery Park. Um, little did I know when I was down there, I actually went down there to Battery Park and sat in those benches because that's about as close as you can get on foot to the Statue of Liberty because I kind of, that's kind of what I wanted to do too. Just take a picture of the Statue of Liberty and they have it lit up at night. You can see it at night. It doesn't come out too good on camera, but you can see it from Battery Park and it's it's beautiful down there. And I, like I said, I didn't realize that I was sitting on one of those benches that Will Smith sits on. And 
Tommy Lee Jones in that movie was down there. And I'm not sure if it was an act, if they were actually there, but the movie is based out of like they're right there. And I was there, and that was really cool, man. I mean, I that's something that like I did. And I came years, I mean, well, I went two years ago, but I just seen that recently within the last couple months. I was like, hey, I was right fucking there. I knew it. I, like, I seen the area. Man, I was like, dude, I have been right there. Um, and I could go on and on all day because I was there for a week. I got to wrap up New York and I want to get back to where else. Um, traveling, man. I mean, like I said, I got, I can, Hotlanta. I was there for a brief moment. New Orleans, um, New Orleans, man, dude, they got some good food. Uh, Bay, if you had, like I say, if you ever come across this or any any homie that wants to do a vacation that can afford it and can go, I'm down, man. You guys say the word, we can go to fucking New Orleans. We can go to. I actually really want to go to Florida, um, Seattle, in. Portland are high on my list too. So is Boston. Uh, Boston, Massachusetts, man. I want to get over there. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Celtics. I'm not a fan of the Red Sox. I'm not a fan of the Patriots. Uh, they're sworn enemies, some of those teams. Uh, the Celtics and Patriots more more specifically. Um, but Boston, man. I mean, it's another one of those teams. MIT, I'd love to see MIT just to go see it in person. Uh, I heard they got banging seafood. I, you know, you just hear about Boston. I mean, Boston doesn't have that many movies based around it, and they, I know they have the town and stuff like that, and The Departed. But I mean, Boston, man, don't kid yourself. There's a lot of shit going on in Boston, and everybody that I've talked to, they got nothing but high things to say about Boston. Um, the same thing with Seattle, Portland, Olympia. I heard Seattle's banging man i mean so is portland uh and more specifically in florida too i want to go to miami miami dade county down there i do want to see orlando and i actually do want to go to uh the orlando the disneyland orlando version of it uh because it's just i have disneyland here in california i've been to it dozens of times but there's always this mystique about the one in orlando and i actually talking to new york peeps the New Yorkers are highly, highly, they highly seek uh, Disneyland from California. Like, oh, you got California Adventure, it's got a water park, you know, summer and all this stuff. And it's like, well, dude, bro, like, I feel the same way about your guys is, uh, I heard you guys got like this really big Disneyland, I guess the biggest one, like, it's the craziest one. Like, oh, no, 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 California. They got California Adventure Park and they got all this other crazy. I'm like, well, I got to see it for myself. So I got to see it for myself. Um, I'd love to see Chicago. It's not high on my radar. Like, it's just not as high as the other ones. I'd love to see Pittsburgh. Um, again, it's not high on my radar. But the last thing I want to touch on before I dip out of my traveling is my future plans in the next two years, probably. I just got my passport, so it's coming. I've talked enough shit about I'm going to do it one day, and I'm finally, I've got a third of the prize, a third of the eye on the prize, and that's my passport, and more specifically, my trip coming up to Tokyo, Japan. There is no other place on the world 
that my eyeballs, my body, my mindset is dying to see other than Tokyo, Japan. I mean, that's another thing. It's I we grew up in the United States. The United States is accessible to many to many things. But if I'm going to go abroad and overseas. Tokyo, Japan is just it's just one of those things, man. Uh, I'm a Godzilla buff. I've watched many, if not all, of the Godzilla movies. I'm not as big as a nerd of a Godzilla fan. Like I don't really pay attention to who directs the shit, the music, and I'm not that kind of a Godzilla guy. But I do. I have watched all the movies. I've followed them through the years. It's not a trend for me. Uh, Godzilla has been my favorite anti-hero superhero for a very long time. Um, and it hit in. Tokyo is the birthplace, but it's also the birthplace the birthplace of Nintendo. It's also the birthplace of Transformers. It's also the birthplace of anime. Uh, everything Kawaii, Hello Kitty. Um, I mean, dude, the the pop sub the sub pop culture down there, dude, is off the wall. I mean, that's just one reason to go. I hear Tokyo is fucking insane, just like New York, if not crazier. Um, it never sleeps either. I hear they sell sushi out of vending machines. Um, they got high rises. There's skyline. There's mountains there. And when I do go, I plan to be there for a month or two. And uh, an entire. I want to shoot for two months of my life there. Um, I want to be financially well off enough to go and just stay there for two months and have things clicking here. So that way. And I don't plan on spending a lot of money. I mean, it doesn't cost any money. To wake up and walk around and see things. It costs money to eat. It costs money to buy stuff. Yes. But it does not cost money to walk around and see. And to rent a bike. Or buy a train pass. Because they got bullet trains over there. And roll up to the mountains. Love to see Mount Fuji. Um, Samurais. I mean. Dude. I mean I could go on and on about the things. about I wanted to see. I want to experience in Japan. Sushi. Real sushi. Not Americanized sushi. Um, I hear they got burgers over there. Like, it's crazy. Like, um, and if you look at a map of Tokyo, Japan, it's fucking nuts. It's, it's crazy how much stuff is piled up on each other. Um, they don't, it's not often shown in movies, but I'd love to go. I mean, um, Hiroshima, Nagasaki. I mean, just some of these things. I'd love to go there. Um, that's kind of where I'm going to leave because I'm running out of time here. But, I mean... I could go on and on about days. Like, I could go on about Texas, too. I've traveled to Texas, and Texas is a fucking shithole. Um, it's a giant waste of space because there's fucking nothing there. Like, and I, and I hate to say that to anybody that's in Texas, but you know if you're in Texas, there ain't shit there. So you know what's up. You know the deal. You know there's a big city and there's nothing. Um, anyways, I'm running out of time, guys. This is my travel podcast and i'm gonna get back to traveling we got many more podcasts about traveling because i'm gonna travel more and and traveling is a big part of who i am now um anyways i'm out as usual you guys know the d is silent i'm out